happening welcome to another episode of the marty mar show again i'm your host marty mar i'm excited for today's episode it's going to be a very dope interview today's episode is entitled um this is episode seven of season two and we've been going hard through this season having some awesome guests um even my first season was good but it seems like it's just getting better and better this episode for today is entitled the vision and i met this brother funny just at a kid's party and who would know like you know uh a good relationship will form um, outside of that. And as we were talking, one of the common themes that constantly came up was vision. And that's the type of person that I am. I always have a vision for something or I see things differently than other people may always look at them. Um, so I'd like to introduce my guest, um, Pastor Eric Robinson. Um, go ahead, uh, Pastor. How you doing, man? Welcome to What's the show. Up, man? How are you, sir? I am so, so excited to be on the Marty Mars show. Oh my goodness. This is, I feel like I've arrived. I feel <laughs> like I've arrived. Um, I'm honored. And it is, it is, um, it's pretty interesting how we met at the kids were just <laughs> at a kid's birthday party. Oh, and, um, and shout out to uh, my sister for introducing us. Um, Y'all work together. I don't know if I should say her name here. Just that's on you, but. That's fine. You can say her name. Oh man. Uh, Kree Hill, she introduced us, a minister Kree Hill. It was my my goddaughter's birthday, and man, we just kind of clicked. She introduced us, and it took off from there. And that's how you know sometimes it's divine when you have you know that light mindedness, and it takes off, and it feels like it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm I'm honored to be on the Marty Mar Show, man, uh, DJ, you know, LA, bless you, man. Thank you for inviting me. No problem, man. It's an honor to have you on, man. Um, uh, uh, a good man of God. Just, just meeting you, I could tell definitely God is with you, and um, you know, just humble enough to even come on the show, man. Because you know how. Let's be real. You know how some folks do. If it ain't, yeah. <laughs> it ain't the million yeah. dollar show, you know. So I'm honored that you even took time out of your busy schedule just to come on my show and really bless the people with your testimony and your word. Man, I listen. Let me let me just say, man. I don't even know where we're gonna go with this, but when I say I'm so stoked about the kingdom of God and what God is doing in this hour. Like I want to be, I want to be on the front line, just telling everybody now is the time God is showing himself strong and faithful all over the world. And it's interesting because, you know, I've heard this said before through other prophetic people. So I kind of take the line from them. We're about to experience the best of times and the worst of times. Right, we've got so much going on around the world, but the result, the kingdom is open. Oh my God! So I'm excited about that, man. So yeah, this is this is just I'm hoping it's the beginning of something where we're gonna allow for these platforms to take place and people can really start to dig in and understand and um, release release what the kingdom is saying in the earth. Amen. So, Pastor, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Where are you the pastor of? You know, tell this in a, in a, yeah. people know just a little bit about you. And then we're going to get into it a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a talker now. So you tell me you control the show because I'll get to going. So. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a pastor in 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 Coatesville area. That's in Chester County. Shout out to Coatesville 19320. Um, my wife and I play. That's Pennsylvania. Just so y'all know. Pennsylvania. Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's it. So we planted a church, man, in Coatesville. Um, we're in our fourth year. And, um, y- you know, it's it's so fun. It's exciting. Um, God has his hand on what we're doing. Um, but initially, you, you know, when you talk about planting a church, you know, I said, man, this town, this town does not need another church. Like, right, well, what are we doing? We're churched out. Especially, I was born and raised in Philly. And so, the church that I we were we came out of in Philly on Lehigh Avenue, man, there's about 15 churches on that on that stretch from one end to another, probably more. Mm-hmm. 
So it's it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so you feel like, man, well, you know, the Holy Ghost should be on up and down these streets. And unfortunately, it's not so. So, you know, we we planted and uh, we are just here um, cooperating with already taking place in this town. And it's exciting. Shout out to Ford Impact Life Ministries, um, a, a crazy radical group. We go by the name of Film. F-I-L-M, and they they love God. Shout out to my queen, my wife, Pastor Katina, Christmas Robertson, and, and yeah, man, we're just trying to hold it down. We're holding it down. Awesome, man. I can't wait to get there. I ain't gonna share. I'll, I'll let you share that. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that for later, but um, yeah, tell, yeah. tell the people, um, how did you become a Christian, man? I know you say we're raised in a church, but what? when did you really become saved? It's you know what? That, I'm, I'm, that's that's crazy you should say, right? You, you got me right there because truth be told though, my parents just brought us to church. Um, I've been in church all my life. I'm a church boy, right? And um, I don't know, my parents just started bringing us to church. And what's interesting is around, I think around 16, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but my parents said, listen, we've been bringing you to church. You know, you're 16, you're older now. We're not going to make you go. But we hope you come. We hope you come to church and follow us. And by then I was hooked. So I kept coming. I knew that um, music was something that I was drawn to. And so I was playing, singing and all that good stuff. And um, I think, you know, so so been in church all my life, but but kind of getting serious when I really decided. Um, it, let me see. I was already in church and I was at... Um, my church was Memorial Tabernacle in um, North Philadelphia. <clears throat> and the pastor there took us on a men's retreat. I must have been 24, something like that. And we went on this men's retreat. And he was just like, man, you know, let's go out. And I'm spending all this time with men. And I was already leading the choir and doing these other things. And in my heart, I was saying, I'm spending so much time in this church, right? Because it's Bible study. Then I was working with the choir. And I was just like, man, I'm here so much. I, I might as well, I might as well live this thing and see what God wants to do. And it was in that I remember, I remember being at that men's retreat and I wrote on the paper, you know, I wrote on this paper all of what was taking place. It was a legal notepad. And, and I and I said, and I wrote on that paper, Lord, if if this is you, you know, make it reveal it to me over this weekend. And, and it was really in that moment when I made a decision, I was saved, but I just made a decision. I'm living for the kingdom. So I had to be, you know, I don't know, tw you know, 22, 23, um, in the height of, you know, being a, being a singer songwriter, I was, I was writing music. I was doing some secular music at the time. Um, but I was in the church and, um, it was during that time I said, Lord, you got to reveal this to me because, you know, I'm splitting my time. I'm over here in the studio with these artists, but then coming to church, right? And that's where most people are. Let's keep it real. Yeah. Most people yeah. are like, you know, they weekend warriors, killing the clubs on the weekend and then trying to, you know, come back. And I was doing that balancing act. I had a group and everything, but I said, God, like I'm spending way too much time in church. I might as well, I might as well see what you're going to do with this. <laughs> and I said, Lord, show me, make it real to me. And from there, the the transformation took place. My hunger went up. My thirst went up. And um, I just knew that he was calling me to do ministry there. And so, so I, I don't know. I, I guess that, you know, answers the question. But, you know, I just knew that there was more. And I just went after it. I went after it. And thank you for sharing that, man, because a lot of people think that it's it's just instant. And it's, in some instances, some cases, it can be like that, right? We can't say we're not going to limit God's power, but let's be real. It's For most people, it's a work in progress. Like you said, the yeah. weekend warrior thing, you know, and it's funny because I got saved or at least gave my life to Christ around that time, but I really got saved around like 25. So I understand exactly what you mean to kind of having that balance. Now, I wasn't raised in the church. But I did yeah. attend the church, you know, like, and I tell you, I say this all the time. Everybody has that one aunt, that one aunt that always, if you come to, baby, if you come to my house, you going to church on Sunday. And I was like, all right. Cause you know, I had a cousin, my, my younger cousin, I would like to, you know, want to chill with him. So I'm like, all right, I guess I, if I'm going to chill with him, you got to go to church. So, but I thank God for that because those experiences, I still remember to this yeah. day, you know yeah. what I mean? So it, it all worked out, right? 
It did, man. It did. So it's, it's almost like it's in phases because for me, I can't remember not being in church, mm-hmm. but it is indicative of where the, the scripture tell us that, you know, you, you have to, you have to, you know, go against mothers and fathers and really get him for yourself. Yeah. And so at that age, even though I was in church all my life, it was around that 22 to read somewhere around there where I said, man, listen, and then he really started to so, show himself to me. And I realized, wow, you know, I, I realized the, the, the power of the gift. Mm-hmm. This, that's another whole segment, man, because, <laughs> you know, as we sing as vocalists, that gift will work or that talent, I should say, that talent will work in the clubs and it will work in church. I got stories for you, Doc. And so, and so we realized that I could do a riff over here in the Mm -hmm. club and do the same riff in church and probably get the same response. But when that gift is submitted under the power of the Holy Spirit, man, that's when you start to move in your gifting. There's talents and there's gift. Yeah. It's moving in that gift and God will anoint your voice. And, and, you know, when you submit yourself to him, he'll allow you to open up a room, you know, when you're singing. So Um, that kind of, that kind of segues into, I wanted to ask you, how did God lead you to being a pastor, right? And before you answer that, let's be real, right? Everybody in their mind want to be in leadership, especially when it comes to church. That's like the first thing is like, you know, people think it's just preaching and, you know, people falling out and, you know, the all the glory that comes with it. You get to sit up here with all the big dogs and you get your plate first and all that. But get, give, give us the real, <laughs> give us the real deal. How did God lead you to becoming a pastor? Yeah, that's old school. <laughs> did you say get your plate first? Uh-huh. You know, there's there's a leadership table, and you know, in the service, you get your plate first, and you everybody else get their red juice in a styrofoam cup. Yours yep. come in a glass and a uh-huh. goblet. <laughs> Man, you're a church boy. You're faking this out. You're a church boy. <laughs> um, listen, um, I, I want to say that for me, I think, I think everybody who knows, know, you kind of early on, you know, I think God, for me, God was showing me as I was, as I was listening to the pastors and I was listening, you know, you kind of are drawn to it, right? So you're looking at them, they're preaching and you're kind of drawn to the message, you're drawn to their cadence, you're drawn to their presentation of the gospel. And it just, you know, I paid attention to that. And that was probably my earliest signs of, hey, you know, they're orators. They're, there's, there's, you know, they're talking to the people, and so um, that's the early signs. And then I remember probably as a teenager, um, my pastor preaching, and and I said, man, I could do that. You know, I, I heard in my head I was saying I, I could do that, right? And so as I grew and mature, shout out, I gotta give a shout out right here to to. Um, my pastor, Pastor James Christmas Senior, um, True Vine Worship Center, you know, when I came over to him, I moved from one church to another, my former pastor, Costin, uh, Pastor Costin, but I came to, you know, True Vine Worship Center, and man, that dude, that dude put us in the book, like he was not playing, he's a Bible, scripture, live this thing, and so I got the early signs, even though I felt in my heart, I knew I was called to ministry, mm-hmm. um, he licensed me and he ordained me. And um, at that point, I just kind of knew that God was going to allow for us to, to do it, at least to lead a church. I didn't know where it was going to be. It was going to be Philly. It was going to be, but my pastor, man, he, he don't play with the scripture and he just calls you to holiness. And um, he called us to study. Then he created this, um, preacher's clinic, which he still does now. And he would throw a text out, give you a week. And so he had about eight, he had about 18 or 20 kids, man, all of us called. And each of us had to preach on that same text. And he would just listen to us, listen to um, how we approached it. If there was any error in it, he let us know our full presentation. Mm. And so that's kind of like, you know, I knew I was getting comfortable with it. And, um, you know, it wasn't until 20, I want to say 2016, that we we started a Bible study up here. My wife and I, we started a Bible study. We started in a coffee house. Up, at that time, it was called Fuel Coffee House. 
And we were giving out flyers, say, hey, come meet us for Bible study. We would buy everybody coffee. Mm. And then we just would teach the Bible, right? And so I knew I was comfortable with that because my pastor had taught us the, the word. Like mm. he, he watched our life. Like that's one thing that I love. You said it earlier that everybody's being drawn to wanting to be a leader in a church. But what I love about my pastor is my pastor, who was also my father-in-law. So I, I will put throw that out there. He is my father-in-law because mm-hmm. I married I married the pastor's daughter. But, but he I'm watched, watching you. <laughs> listen, our my life was an open book before him, and he literally watched me in my struggle. Mm-hmm. He watched me struggle, and and so and so he saw me, and I appreciate that. So by the time he licensed me and ordained me. I felt like, okay, this was coming from someone who, who, who my life was an open book. There were no secrets. He saw my struggle. He saw how I had to date his daughter. Mm. And so I felt, I felt like, man, this, this is, this is good because this is not some, you know, today we can get, we can get licensed online and, you know, I don't knock that, Um, but some people have credentials. They have all of these letters behind their name, but but man, their character is horrible. Yeah. So you're Dr. So-and-so, but you're, you have poor character. Mm-hmm. And so they license you behind the keyboard. And so I'm grateful that I got a chance to be ordained by my father-in-law. He laid hands on us and released us, but then I'm also licensed with the state. And so, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I was called all my life, even though it didn't manifest until, you know, when we did our Bible study, I think that was 2017, we really... It was December 2016, but started 2017, and um, we've been going ever since. I think that answers your question, um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the podcast, man. I'm I'm having fun, so hopefully that answers your question. Now, you answered it um, awesomely, and I'm glad you shared that because a lot of people, you know, this is why you need to get into your word, and too, I would definitely want to say shout out to your, your, your pastor who kind of raised you up because that's how my apostle and my bishop are. It's like, okay, if you want to be in here, you're going to be living right. And, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a oversee you when you're wrong as, as well as when you're right, right? Like, I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. Like, my responsibility as your leader is not just to bash you, but to train you up. So what you were saying is exactly what a lot of people need, um, everybody, but especially young men, they need to be fathered and understand that I can't put you in a position if I can't. If, if I don't trust you and I don't see that you're willing to learn as well, right? You have to be willing to learn. And a lot of what you said, that's that's a lot of good feedback that a lot of people need to hear. So I thank you for sharing that. But I wanted to say, uh, what are some positives and negative things about being a pastor in the church? If you could really just be honest, what what are some positives and negatives? Um, I'm going to be a little, I'm a probably a little biased because I just love, I love, um, I love, I love pastoring and I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a qualify that because it's not just, not just in the church. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I, I love presenting, representing the gospel, not only in the church, but in the street or on the street. Like I love that because I'm so, I'm so kingdom, man. It's like, I need to rep the kingdom no matter where I am. So I'm usually dressed like I am. Mm-hmm. I'm usually just kind of, you know, and enjoying that. Um, so if we if we say in the church, you know, the beautiful thing about it is for those of you who are really about this life, man, we get to see the transformation of lives. I love the transformation of lives. And I saw it early on with my pastor and in Philadelphia. And I get this from him. <laughs> People would come in off the street. The place that we where our church was was literally considered the badlands all over the world. It was coined by a TV newscaster that this is the bad last, 19133. And my pastor took it and renamed it Heaven's Gate. And so I would watch people come in off the street, drug, you know, addicted. And he was like, man, I, I tell you, if you give God six months of your time, he will change and transform you. When I tell you, when people who meant it, they did, I watched their life go from not having a place to stay to now getting in a boarding home, okay, they're getting better. Mm-hmm. Then they're getting the accountability from the addiction. And I watch over six months, their life changed. And now they're living on their own and they have a sense of responsibility and they're doing better, 
right? Now, the unfortunate reality is we know that the church can sometimes be a revolving door. So they come in, get what they need from the kingdom, and then they're gone because now they got a girlfriend and now they got overtime and all of that stuff. But for me, I, th I believe um, as we've declared in our church the year of miracle signs and wonders, the good part that I love about pastoring is watching the hand of God on the life of his people. The manifestation and the tangible move of God in the life of people. And I can look at him, I said, you'll never be the same because of what God did here. Not only did he affect your faith, hmm. um, but he changed, this is tangible. Like he changed your life forever. You will never fall away from the faith because he did it here. And that's the part that I love. And for people like you and I, we're just like, man, if you could just, if I could introduce you to, to God, mm -hmm. man, your life, listen, I was sidebar. I don't know if I'm going to get to the bad stuff yet, but sidebar is this. I'm on my Zoom meeting this morning with, with the men, and we jumped into John chapter four. And this is stories about the woman at the well, when Jesus meets the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. that, that man, when I read the story, the woman meets Jesus, and after he tells her about herself, she runs radically and say, come see a man. That's the part that, that we love as pastors when then you now go and say, come see a man. Mm -hmm. He changed. He told me about myself. And later on, in the later part of the verse, you know, 32 or so, it, it says, John chapter 4, it, it talks about, it says, we no longer believe because you told us. But we believe you because we've experienced him for ourselves. That is, yeah. come on, that is everything that I told you about him and you believe, but now you're having your own encounters. Now you know him for yourself. And that is, that's the, that's the part I love about it because yeah, man, I when I say, when I say, yo, when I say I'm sold out <laughs> yeah. and I'm radical, like that's it. And so for me, I need that. I need to be, I need to be, I must need to go through Samaria. I need to meet those women and those people at the well, at Jacob's well. I need the encounters. Now, the bad part I would say is those who who those who want to do the Netflix and chill with God. <laughs> Yo, you know, and they're always coming to the altar with the same problem, the same stuff. They, you know, they make God the jump off and you just be like, oh my goodness, are you really back with the same issue with the same, that part becomes tedious, that part becomes a little frustrating. I don't know if you want to consider that bad, but it's out there, right? It's out there. We, we want as leaders, we want it to stick. We want your life transformed. We want you to say, come see a man. And then your whole family comes, right? And, and now everybody's getting saved and it's, and it's the kingdom um, being this kingdom expansion. So I, I guess that's the good and the bad for me in, in leadership. I just, I'm frustrated when I see them do the same things over and over and I'm praying and touching the green with the same stuff. And it's because you're inconsistent. You want to come when you want, you want to do what you want. You want God on your own terms. And that part becomes a little frustrating. Call them out, pastor. It is what it is. You, Listen, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> and I do, I do. But here's what I'm not going to do. You're not going to take up my time at this altar. <laughs> like the, that's the part that now, now, now you see me like, wait. You know what I mean? Not only the and, and I'm not going to let you keep calling me, um, and getting my time on and getting all my time. Thank goodness we're not we don't do roaming anymore. <laughs> but but you now you get my time on my phone and that's all oh, no you need to be at the bible study and you need to be at service so that we you can get the what is being said right and so and so you just need a level of commitment you need a level of commitment and uh the word doesn't lie it can't fail it won't fail heaven and earth will pass away first yeah so that that's it that's that's it for me and um but i'm i'm still i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it and, and I like what you said. In, in a nutshell, what he was saying, y'all, is he's not your personal life coach, you know. And, and I definitely want to say honors to your 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 ministry and what you do, because um, just being around, you know, other pastors, my leadership, and just watching. And then when I was younger, you might necessarily wouldn't know what's going on until you really get seasoned in the church, and you understand all that's going on, and that they're responsible with, to do, and the lives, and you know, my apostle actually married me and my wife, so just you know, all the time they invested in us and never charged us a dime for. To this day, have never asked us for anything. 
You wow. know what I mean? Wow. Anything. They just poured into your life. Just poured into and, and 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 that's why I say kudos to what you guys do. We don't honor our leadership enough. So when your pastor is asking just for, you know, here's the thing: your pastor really shouldn't be asking for nothing. That that's you know, because I, I ain't even gonna go there. But you really should be honoring your leadership. You see your pastor struggling. You know, there's times where I may have sold into their birthday or just hey, you want something to eat. I realized, yo, all the stuff they did, they got me to where I am. I'm successful. The least I could do is buy my pastor a burger. Like, I can't get my burger. pastor a burger. Come on. And, and uh, hold on. The burger with the fries and the drink. Because, you know, people. <laughs> and cheese. Get him the cheese if he wants it. Yeah. He, he can't. <laughs> look, he can't get a large. <laughs> <laughs> so Come you, on, We man. really need to make sure we honor our leadership. You know, that's. I just wanted to say that. I ain't going to go there because, you know, pe that's a whole nother message. But what it I is. did want to ask you, um, Pastor, is what do you believe the kingdom of God can do to get more people to the church? What do you think we could do? Because yeah, before you answer that, I feel like as the kingdom, we can get very gimmicky sometimes, like, you know, we trying to do what the world do. And I like what you said, like, for example, how you kind of got started. You know, you went out to meet the people. And not only did you go out and meet them, but you actually invested your own money and time because you believe God's word has value. So what do you think now in this generation we could do to get more people in the church? I think I'm still on that vein. I, I think I'm still on that vein, Lamar. I'm still on the vein of I believe that there is still a remnant of people who are just not coming through the doors of our church. Mm -hmm. And so just as uh, I'm in John chapter four, um, Jesus says, I must need to go to Samaria. We have to be outside. We have to go out, right? That woman, because she was a Samaritan, she was never going to get near the Jews. She was never going mm -hmm. to come where Jesus was, yep. right? And so there are some who are probably not going to grace our church um, I'm I'm that dude where I feel like we need to we need to hit the streets. We need to go out, and even if we don't, you know, you know, some people when you think of the church, you think of from the senior saints down to the young. And some of us aren't going as many places as we used to. Um, but there's still things you can do outside of the four walls of the church, right? And the truth be told, post COVID, post 2020. The world needs the truth, and they're actually looking for something. Mm -hmm. They are, and what I believe is that the world really found out that the word of God and church pastors and leaders were essential, right? So, mm -hmm. so post the church, we're we're you know we're preaching to people who've lost loved ones, and both in the church and out of the church, and they probably are not going to, they you know they've been hurt. They're probably not looking to come to the church. So we we've got we have to go out. That's, that's where I am. And I don't care what that looks like. Um, I have to do a, I have to do a shameless plug. I have to do a shameless plug, but I need to do it because this is relevant. It just happened where we on Saturday it just happened on Thursday. My wife and I were, we, we we're doing something called me, we city and me, we city. It says, I need to first get me together. I'm going to deal with me. Yep. I'm going to purpose to change and press in me. Cause if there's going to be any change, it has to happen with you me affects the we. So if I press in and get affected, if I choose God, if I make the decision for the kingdom, me affects the we, the people in your house, the people in your neighborhood, and then the we affects the city. So it's called me, we city transformation. And we brought all the leaders together and we're, we're all asking the same things. What can we do to transform the city? What do we need to do? We have to get out of the church. And so we're brainstorming and we're talking about some things on how we can affect uh, Coatesville, an uh, awesome town, um, but we, we want more. And so that alone has brought some other leaders from different parts to say, hey, man, we want to be a part of that movement. Hmm. Um, so look forward to me, we city transformation. Um, and, and we're leading that and we're and out of that it's called 52 days of prayer. So you want to know what the church can do? Engage your neighbors to pray. <clears throat> we're going to find out is a lot of people don't know how to pray. Well, mm -hmm. how are you going to live in this town? And you want to pray for this town. So it presents that challenge, right? You live here, pray for this town. So we're all of the churches or the leaders, we're doing what we call 52 days of prayer. And we're starting in June 12th. And we're going to, we got, we have seven prayer points and we're just praying for the streets. We're, 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 Take a picture of the street and say, I'm praying for whatever, Master Street. You know there's always a MLK Street somewhere, no, no matter what town you go to. <laughs> yep. I'm praying for ML. 
And so we're praying for the streets. We're praying for men, the women, the youth, the local municipalities. We're praying for the pastors and churches. Then we're praying for salvation. And we're trying to do this collectively for a full week. We're just, you know, you'll pray for your other things, but what if for a week straight, all of the churches are praying for the men of that town, right? And so that's what we're doing as we're trying. And, and we're telling the neighbors to do so. That opens the door to pray. Like I barely pray for myself. You want me to pray? Oh, well then we need to start talking about prayer. As a matter of fact, we're doing a session on prayer. Why don't you come over to the Bible study? Right. right? And we're handing that out. Pray. Well, what is? I don't even know how to pray. When was the last time I prayed? Mm-hmm. Well, now you're you're galvanizing the people and they're starting to have this conversation about something the Bible says you all always do. You all always pray and pray without ceasing. I agree. Man, don't get me started, man. See, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, go right ahead. Go. <laughs> now that, that, that was good, man. That was good. And um, I'm definitely going to jump in on that 52 days of prayer. Um, I think that's awesome. And I like what you said. That was every, a lot of things that you said were powerful, but the most powerful thing, and if you're not saved or not, but especially if you're saved, what I'm about to say is going to make sense. Bringing other churches together. And he didn't really go into depth. So if you don't mind me jumping in on this, he's actually working with different, um, ethnicity ethnic can't even say the word ethnicities of churches it's yep. not just so in a nutshell it's not just black churches it's all different types of churches that he's Thank working you. with and they're coming together and that's what the kingdom should be doing so just to clarify that there's different types of churches y'all we not stuck on just as if it's only a black church and that's even more powerful because when people yeah. are seeing that they're like okay it's cool if i'm white I, it's cool for me to go to quote unquote black church it shouldn't right. be that way but i'm just keeping it real and quote unquote me being black i'm cool to go to the white church the spanish whatever it shouldn't matter anyway but i'm just yes. giving it context so people understand yes yes and that's going to be the challenge because at the end of the 52 days we're doing a three-day revival and so now we're saying no we're, we're gonna we're gonna come in this room and worship together so mm-hmm. what does that sound what does that look like yeah. what does that sound like Right, you've got the radical jumpers and scholars over here, and then you have the quiet, you know, um, you know, reserved me, me and my Jesus in my heart. But we're bringing that all into the room, right? And so that I need y'all. Listen, we got to pray about that alone. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a radical. I'm a radical. I'm, whatever praise looks like, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> right. I, I'm a run around the room, dude. I'm, the, I'm a weeper. I'm vocal, so all of that next to, you know, someone who is used to doing church in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's real so, thing. Yeah, that's it's great. Go down, man. It's great. Go down. And that's awesome, man. So let's talk. Um, let's kind of shift to, you know, I, I know you sing and do your thing. You know, um, if you look yeah. in the background, y'all, y'all will see actually that's one of his his uh, songs that's recently came out. But before we get into that, how did you get into playing music and singing? How did you get into that? You see, my answers are about to be boring, boring, man. I'm telling you they're about to be boring. I'm t- I, I, I just, my, in my household was music all the time, right? My dad bought me my first guitar at five years old. Mm. I don't even know if he knew I was going to play the thing, man. But at five years old, he brought me my guitar because my dad, you know, my mom and dad are from the South. They just kind of came up North learning, you know, the swag of the North. But my dad was drawn you know, if you talk to my dad right now, he gonna hit you with the temptations, the shy lights. He loved the temps, you know? And so that was, yeah, yeah. I mean, and so on any given Saturday, he would be at, here it is, the component set with the stereo, the stereo. And he played the records and he bought a guitar himself and taught himself how to play. So that was always in the background of our house. And so when my dad, you know, eventually, he met some guys up here and he got into quartet. Now, I don't even know if you know quartet music, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. quartet music. Mm -hmm. And he started playing with them, not knowing A from E to G. He didn't know anything, but they taught him. And so as he began to grow in that, he drug me along. I was the equipment dude. I was helping him set up the equipment. But when I got older, I guess, you know, 19, I was 19 when I joined his group, I played drums. Um, then I moved to the bass guitar. He already brought me a, a lead guitar. At 12, he brought me a lead guitar, electric one. So I was trying to rock out there. 
You know, I think it was just in me, man. It was one of those things that, you know, was God, God gives you these talents. And so I remember writing my first songs at six and seven years old. And so one of the things though, um, that, that I realized is that I just kept going and that kind of kept me in church. So music was just always there. Um, right now, I just, you know, I write songs immediately. Everything is musical to me. I pastor a church, but I still jump on the keys every now and then um, because that part of me, it, it opens up the prophetic. And when you start to look at the Psalms and there are people in the Psalms like Asaph, these guys were seers. They, they saw in the spirit realm, they were the, they were the Levites. And so, but they were prophetic. And so music, man, opens, opens up the prophetic and you'll see that even in scripture. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to balance the two because, you know, my gift, I have a, I have a, I have a gift and talent, but I'm, I'm walking in my calling. Right. right. So that's so I'm taking a little balancing because, you know, uh, there's an, you know, there's an oil in my life to, to preach the gospel, but then, you know, people knew me as the singer and, so I'm still trying to balance that because the two go together in church, right? They go together. And when you look at the landscape of the kingdom now, you have a bunch of artists who sing and play, but now they're pastors. Yep. Right. And so, man, I can't tell you, you know, when it all started, praise God. Let's just shout out Christine Robertson, Charles Roberts, and my parents who just did what they thought was necessary. Yeah. Here I am. You know, they drug me to church, they put instruments in my hand, and I'm a culmination of all of what they just decided to do. You know, I can't even find a place where, you know, I just said, ooh, I did, I did try my hand at some RB. I will tell you that. <laughs> so I was I was a weekend warrior, had a group, you know, we thought we were, you know, the next, we thought we were right after uh Jodeci and Boys the Men. You couldn't tell us we weren't next. <laughs> Now that's dope though, man. That's dope, man. And shout definitely shout out to your parents because honestly, that's what parents should be doing. Um, sowing those seeds into the good so the good seeds, you know, sowing them to your children and allowing them to experience some things, you know, some good things. And you never know, like you said, and it worked out for you. Some things may or may not, but that's as a parent, that's our responsibility to make sure we're we're putting those things in our children, you know what I mean? So they can grow and that way they not getting older trying to still figure out who am I, what should I be doing? <laughs> they have some concept because you should have exposed them to something that triggered already in them. So that's, 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 that's dope. So let me ask you this. In your music, what's your favorite thing about worshiping through music? Worshiping through music? Um, I, I want to say it's, um, it's, it's, it's two things. Number one, there is something uncanny and yet very spiritual to start the day with a blank canvas, right? And, and nothing's happening, but by the end of the day, you have, this, you have this word and this cadence of something that you believe heaven is resounding. And so now you pull out of the spirit realm this thing that you believe God is saying, and you can get to minister that. And so the space, you know, that right there is just phenomenal. Um, but, but what I also, what I love is two, it's in two parts when, when that happens organically in worship, mm -hmm. so you start a song and no matter what song it is, it's something you heard on the radio, but then you hear God, you know, and you're connected to the kingdom and you start to just release words and phrases prophetically. I love when I'm worshiping. Now, most worshipers will do this. I don't know if they feel admitted or not. Sometimes I have my eyes closed and then I'll crack my eye open a little bit and I see the people with their arms stretched out weeping. And there's this connection between heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. I, understand. I love when they come in and, and they have all of this stuff on them concerning life. But then we've, as the Levites have ushered in this space of liberty and freedom and God is talking and the song is long ended, but you hear this murmuring and this clamoring of people wanting more. Man, I'm getting filled right now. This is a good place to shop. And um, you, you, you know, the people are just saying, God, I want more. And then you're just worshiping and you just see, you know, you see heaven touching earth. 
right? You see that, that God says, man, listen, if you praise me, I'll get in the midst of your praise. I'll get in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Where he says two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst. So there's something powerful about the gathering. And that's what I love. I don't want y'all to, to never forsake the assembling of yourselves. Come together because there's a corporate flow and an anointing that fills the room when the Levites and the minstrels are coming together and now the breakthrough is happening and people are hearing and experiencing the kingdom. Right. Encounters. That's that's what I love. Now, you know, we've done a great job by capturing that on, you know, CD and, you know, I also, I love that all the way over to the bounce, you know, where, you know, you get to hear, you know, people rapping, Christian rappers. Like, I, I love the gamut of it all. And I'll tell you why I love that, because I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the profanity. I'm tired of the, the body parts. I'm tired of the, the sexual innuendos. And I have to be careful. My kids in the car, I got to turn it down real quick because that person just said, I want in my subconscious to feel free to what I'm listening to. So not only am I just so kingdom, but I, I love music. I, I love, I love that, what I've described when we're in the sanctuary and it's breaking change and destroying yokes and, you know, people are getting free. But then I want to turn my, you know, my radio on the car and know that I'm, I'm listening to something great and, I don't have to worry about if a body part's going to come up in the song. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Thank you for that, man. This has been a dope interview, man. Um, before we close out, man, I, I really enjoyed this. You you shed a, lot, a good light on a lot of different things. Um, I know people are going to be blessed by it. So before we close out, how can people follow you? Tell people about your music. And his song, y'all, is dope. I'm going to let him go into details about it, but it's dope. It got an old school feel to it, but you, it, but you be vibing, though. But you be vibing. So before we close out, tell the people about what you got going on, your music, everything. This is your time. So, so yeah, so I, um, let me just, let me just set it up this way. My wife and I had first quarter goals for 2022. We were like, man, let's get, let's do something for March hits. Let's, let's get something. My wife re- released her book. Here's another shameless plug. Um, okay. She released her book. I thought I had one in here. Um, it's time to soar. So she did hers, right? So <laughs> she was like, it's looking at me. So, so I had this song in the archives that I enjoyed, um, seven years ago and I said it's time to release it so I felt like it was the timing of the song the song is called good day um, by Eric Robertson um there is not a website for it yet but you can go wherever you get your music you can download good day by Eric Robertson you know I'm I'm a I'm a pastor um if you want to if you want to see what I'm into go to Ford Impact Life Ministry I do have a um you know I have an Instagram page my personal one <clears throat> on Facebook, but I didn't want to confuse you because with this song, it's called Eric Robertson, but my full name, if you want to connect with me on social media, it's going to be Charles E. Robertson Jr. I'm a junior, um, but I just released this under Eric Robertson. So listen, you can connect with me there if you want to, you know, follow me. It's it's Ford Impact Life Ministries is a church. Um, Charles Eric Robertson Jr. on uh, Facebook, Instagram, you can follow us that way. But right now, if you want to just a feel good song, you know, it's one of those songs I've heard people say, man, I listen to it once a day, every day. Um, very recently, someone sent me a text saying, I play this for my kids in my class. Mm-hmm. And the song is just, it's just a feel good song. It says today is a good day. Yes, it is. And so it's just declaring that this day is good, no matter what it looks like, what it feels like, this is a good day. So listen, get your get your cell phones wherever you get your music. Eric Robertson, Eric Robertson, good day, and um, it should pop up for you. It should pop up for you. Yeah, and it's a it's like I said, it's a dope song. I already got it on my playlist. Um, so definitely, you know. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be played. And also, y'all, check out his church. It is dope. I actually listened to one of their Bible studies with him and his wife, and they were talking about choices. And I yeah. tell you, they was getting it in. And I like the, the way that, honestly, y'all are probably one of the first times, maybe first or second time, I've seen actually a husband and a wife kind of preaching and teaching together at the same time. Like, literally, yeah. like, they, it, I don't know. They just had this connection. And I'm looking like, oh, this is dope. And it's not like scripted. Like I can tell like they're like just flowing off each other. And I yeah. like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that I love that too. You know, we we um she's she's dope. There's sometimes, listen, man, there's sometimes I'll preach it and I'll just pass her the mic and she'll go in. <laughs> uh-huh. Because, you know, it's just something and I know she does. She's very prophetic. She's the she's the eyes of our house. And so I'll be, I'll just be preaching and I'll hear the Holy Spirit say, you know, get her to speak over the people. And I'll just say, here, honey, and she'll take over and just start flowing. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know. We've tag team preached before in revivals. And so her and I, we are, we are, we are a team. I absolutely love her. Shout out to my queen, Pastor Katina Christmas Robertson. Um, shout out to my, my, my triplets. I'm the father of triplets. Y'all did not know that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> and y'all, when I saw his kids, I'm thinking, because obviously they look alike, right? Because they have the same mom and dad, but like, I'm thinking like, you know, they might be a couple years apart and they like, they triplets. And I'm like, for real? <laughs> like you wouldn't even would thought yeah. that. That should make you want to, all of you who are listening, that should make you want to at least pray for us. They got, they have triplets. They're 12 years old. You know, they're playing lacrosse. They all play lacrosse. They all play instruments. They're getting older and um, they're they're beautiful kids. I love them, but y'all should want to pray for your boy, triplets. Yeah, I definitely, it, just, it made me stressed out just thinking about having triplets when they was first born. So I can only imagine now, you know, having three kids at one time, one is already enough. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, I have stories. I have stories. We got to chop it up another time. I don't want to be the first guest who take the podcast beyond what it's supposed to be you know i'm trying to behave myself but uh, you already know you already i'm 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 kingdom 100 i rock for the the kingdom we want to our our maxim or our cradle for film is impacting culture with the kingdom of god so we really want to be out here on these streets doing the kingdom so i'm comfortable in this environment i'm so comfortable i want to thank you and we eventually we got to tell the people what we're going to do i don't know when you want to release that it's a, we can do it now. It's up to you, man. Go ahead. So, so here, here is the plan. The plan is I'm getting ready to have, you know, this, this man of God. Let's, I don't know how you want to do it. We call him Marty Marshall, but he's going by DJ LA. I have two things that he's, we're proposing he's going to do for sure. He's coming to my church. Let's go. I'm not on the tired. ones and twos. Now, listen. Y'all know the keyboard, y'all know the drums, y'all know the mm-hmm. organ, and I'm in a I'm in a school I'm in a school auditorium, so some of that stuff we don't even have, right? But this this man of God, Christian DJ, is coming to my church and getting on the ones and twos. Yes, sir. That's, listen, those of you who know, you know where you know you know where hip hop started, you know where DJ started. It's the ones and twos. Yep. You know, it changed a little bit. You know, maybe it's not vinyl, but this dude is coming on the ones and twos. We have them slated. We're pro- we're proposing this, um, this in in May. I, I tell you what, just check for it. The, 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 this is what he's going to do. He's getting ready to come and do uh, a praise and worship set on the ones and twos. Yeah, listen. It's about to it's it's about to be it's about to be crazy and it's and just just so everybody understands I'm only a Christian DJ only a Christian DJ so that's tell why, y'all it's gonna be crazy that's why we're like yo I've been wanting this for the last five years and when we met on that day it it just went off of my head it lit it lit up so so listen y'all gonna have to check check the websites um, check our, our Facebook page. We're going to do a flyer for it and everything. And if you are anywhere in 19320 Chester County, you're going to need to come through. So you're going to have to let your people know, um, you know, we'll, we'll do the flyer and they'll check your, your, wherever you're doing. What are you rocking hard on? Are you mostly Facebook or Instagram? So I'm, uh, I'm on Instagram at the, at the Marty Marshall is my, my Instagram for like all of my stuff. And then YouTube as well is at the Marty Marshall. So the podcast, my DJ stuff. Everything is at the Marty Mars show. That's my brand, but my DJ name is DJ LA and I and I get it in. I've worked with just so everybody knows. I've worked with other churches doing their events, weddings, all types of events, you name it, spreading the, the kingdom of God through through music. And I play it all, just so y'all know. It's not just the, you know, some people would say the, the funeral music. I got the Christian hip hop, I got Christian soca, reggae, Christian R and B. Anything yeah. Christian that's Christian music, I play it. I, I hold no punches. So he's ready to do it in our worships, in our worship, in our church time. So this is going to be 
you know, and we he already know we, we start at 8 30. It's go, it's gonna be heated at, at 8 30 in the morning. And then he's gonna come back. And we talked about the 52 days of prayer. We're working that in. I'm hoping this is a seed being sown in the earth that people will start to do more of this because I feel like you know that you're even prophetic. There the Lord speaks to you and he'll tell you what to play. You've got to flow in that atmosphere. So this is this, I can't say, you know, that it's never happened before, but in my book, in my eyes, this is about to go down. Um, and I'm so excited about that. And so you need to check Forward Impact Life Ministries um, for the location and, and on check where he does his social media. And um, we're, we're about to make this happen. So what this means, mm -hmm. we probably have to follow up just to just to talk about that. Yep. I'm, I'm, yeah. down, I'm down that we could talk about the experience and what people hold on. I hope. Listen, I need your church to, as they watch it, I need them to understand. I hope they are ready because I bring a lot of energy. I'm reserved right now. But when it comes to DJing, <laughs> I mean, of course, when I come to church, I'm lively. But when it comes to DJing, oh, I'm lit. I'm lit. Okay. So I hope yeah. your church is ready because y'all, yeah. for the people that go to his church, he told me y'all get it in. So I we'll hope y'all ready to have a good time in, in the spirit. Yes. Yes. So we're going we're gonna to give them some time. And we're just going to enjoy enjoy what God is saying on the ones and twos, that that instrument. He doesn't have a guitar. I mean, he plays, but this play, he's not he's not bringing a guitar. He's not bringing that. He's bringing the ones and twos. And so we're excited about that. Um, check in for it. We're, 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 we're looking at, we've agreed on the 22nd. So that's, that's coming real soon. Um, I'm preparing my people, you know, this particular Sunday, don't, don't wear your high heels. Put, put on, <laughs> put on, put on your sneaks. You know, whatever you whatever you wear, and let's let's get it in. I love you, man. I appreciate you, man. You 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 got it from here. All right, man. I appreciate you for having um for for having you on, man. And um, this was a dope interview. So again, this is the Marty Mars Show, episode seven, the Vision with Pastor Eric Robertson. Please support our vision, support the kingdom, and most importantly, y'all, we want you to be in the house of God. With that being said, God bless y'all. We out. <laughs>